All right, we are, uh, the title of today's message is In the In-Between Times, and last week we finished a message series that we've been going through for the last five weeks uh, called Shift, where we talked about five shifts that every church can make that'll help them be more effective, and and then this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, so uh, next Sunday we'll start a new series, which will be our the series for Lent. So I was kind of stuck in this in-between time wondering, well, what will I speak about uh, for one week? And it kind of reminded me of the struggles that we have in the in-between times. So that's where we're going to land this morning. Is anyone in an in-between time right now? Kind of in between what was and what's yet to be. Okay, yeah. And we all know what those times are like because we've all been there at one time or another. The in-between times are the time between when you graduate from college, you have that diploma in hand, and you hear the words, you're hired, right? Sometimes there's a little gap there. Uh, The in-between time is the time between, yes, I'll marry you, and the wedding day. It's the time between planting the seed in the spring and harvesting the fruit in the fall. It's the time between finding out that you're expecting and holding the baby in your arms. It's the time between realizing that your marriage isn't working and having the courage to take the steps to get the help to move forward. It's the time between that first time your teen rolls his eyes at you (laughs) and realizing the time he realizes at age 25 that you're not as dumb as he he thought. We're all in those in-between times. And many of us are likely to be there right now. And what you do and the decisions that you make in the in-between times are really important. And they can leave you stuck in that in-between time for much longer than you need to be. Uh, They can move your life in a bad direction. Or they can move your life into a better future. What you do in the in-between times matters. So what would God have us do in the in-between times? And, um, and the good news is that there's plenty of examples of people who experienced in-between times in the Bible that we can learn from. Uh, for example, Abraham. He was told he was going to have a son, right? And descendants as numerous as the stars. But he had to wait 25 years between the time when God gave him that promise and the time he actually held his son. Abraham's descendants were in slavery in Egypt for 400 years before God parted the Red Sea and brought them out and set them free. Uh, the Israelites were in the in-between time when they you know, were wandering around in the desert for 40 years. That was uh, for sure in-between time for them, between what was and what God had planned for them. And then <clears throat> if you've ever read the book of Judges, it's, it's just a very dark in-between time for the Israelites. It was a period of, <clears throat> period of time when they um, would wander off into idol worship. God would allow the peoples around them to oppress them. They'd cry out to God, and then God would rescue them. And then before you know it, they were wandering off into idol worship again. It was just this cycle over and over, a dark in-between time for God's people. Uh, Samuel anointed David as king. But it was 14 years before David actually sat on the throne and another seven years before he was king of Judah. And so it goes on and on through the Bible. God's people often had to wait for God's timing. 
And that's true for us today. And as you look at these passages and these stories, um, you'll notice, though, that there are some characteristics that stand out that we need to be aware of when we're waiting as well. So before we look at some actions that we can take in the in-between times, I want to talk about some of the characteristics that we experience during this time. And the first is that it's often a time of doubts, fears, and questions. When you are in between what was and what is yet to be, we can be overwhelmed with doubts about the future, questions about how things are going to work out. You wonder if this is really temporary. Uh, Maybe you'll never find a job. Maybe you'll never get married. Maybe you'll never have a baby. Maybe your health will never improve. Maybe your marriage will always be this way. It's a time of uncertainty and questions. I think we can be like this guy. You just don't know which way to go, you know? You have a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty. And then there may be feelings of loss. Sometimes we find ourselves in an in-between time because we've suffered some kind of a loss. Uh, A business has failed. We've lost a loved one. Or we discovered that a dream that we were counting on isn't going to happen. And so we often have to deal with feelings of loss and sadness in the in-between times. And then it's also a time when your faith will either grow or fade. The question when we're in in between now and what is yet to be is which way will your heart go? Will you let God transform you and grow your faith or will you give up on God and become angry and bitter? Will your faith shrink or grow in this time? In the in-between times, it's often a time when our faith is really stretched and tested. And what we need most when we're waiting on God is faith in God. And that's the focus of the message today. The most important work of waiting is learning to trust God. The most important thing that God wants to do in your life while you're waiting is to teach you to trust him. The most important work of waiting is learning to trust God. He's asking, will you trust me with this? And you know what I found is that it's during times of waiting and testing like this that people really learn to pray. And often people tell me that it's when they've gone through the tough stuff that their faith moved to a deeper level while they're waiting on God to act, while they're waiting for God to provide They learned what faith was about in the time of uh, waiting. And God can grow your faith in the in-between times if you allow him to. So this morning I want to give you five actions that will help you to trust God while you wait. And you can all guess what the first one is because it's usually my first point in most of my messages. Pray. All right, Sharon. Pray. Ask God for his provision and his guidance. You know, Uh, He's the one that knows the future. He's the one that knows what his plans are for you. You need to pray while you're waiting on God. He's the only one uh, who can tell you when to move, what's going to happen in your life. He's the only one that can change the circumstances. So prayer is essential. Uh, It's essential for gaining the strength that you need while you wait, the courage to take the steps that you need to take. And the memory verse that... um, we have this morning is one that's not only a good memory verse to uh, memorize, 
but to pray also. Uh, when you pray this prayer, you're at this verse, you're asking God to move you into the future that he has for you. And so let's read this together. It's from Jeremiah 29.11. Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11. And, you know, if you don't know how to pray a scripture, you just take a scripture like this and say... You know, God, I know that you know the plans that you have for me. And I know that your plans for me are good, that they're plans to prosper me and to give me a hope and a future. And I'm asking that you'll do that for me. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to move me into whatever you have for me. Just, just use it as a prayer. Pray and ask God to guide you and to provide for you while you're waiting. And then the second action is to recognize that the in-between times are temporary. You know, I think we can, uh, it's a source of depression. It's uh, sometimes the cause of suicides and things like that because people don't realize this is temporary. God is going to take you through this, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God will bring you through it. What you're going through won't last forever. And as you look at the in-between times in Scripture, God often set limits so they know how long it was going to last. Uh, He told Abraham that his descendants would be slaves for 400 years. He told Moses that um, the people would wander for 40 years. (laughs) This is going to happen. Later on, when the Israelites were in exile, he prophesied through Jeremiah that they would be there 70 years, and then he'd bring them back. The in-between time is not forever. And, you know, um, this is actually the the language of the in-between time is um, right now and for now. I mean, we say things like, right now I'm working at McDonald's. <laughs> that's not always going to be true of me. But right now, that's where I'm working. Or right now I'm living with my parents. You know, Right now I'm waiting to see what the doctor says, uh, Rebecca. Wh- whatever you're waiting on God for right now, you can know that there'll be an end to the waiting. And you know, even those who are dealing with chronic pain and suffering, Through faith in Jesus Christ, we know that there'll be a day when there'll be no more pain, no more suffering. In the meantime, right now, we lean on God, and we trust him for the strength that we need each day. The in-between times are temporary. We we don't always have control over how long we are in the in-between time, but we know that there'll be an end to them. All right, and then the third thing. Remember to live fully in the present. That's kind of what Forrest was just talking about with the kids. You know, we're, we're often so anxious to, for the next thing that's God going to do in our lives that they, we miss the opportunity to serve Christ right now. And we're so anxious to get to the next phase of our life or the next job or have another child or reach retirement that we miss the joys of family and friends right now. Uh, yesterday was our granddaughter's 16th birthday and I was about to ask Forrest to call her and and say happy birthday I was working on this message about (laughs) enjoying the moments right now and and uh, making the most of them and I was but I was also you know writing the message trying to get ready for the service and I didn't think I had time for a phone call and the thing is I realized as I was working on this that I never have time 
I always ask him to make the call. I remember he makes the call. He wouldn't remember. <laughs> so that's my job. But he's the one that has the time to call. And, you know, I, I couldn't remember the last time that I called her and just talked with her and had time to talk with her. And so I did that yesterday because that's not good. And a challenge of the in-between times is to remember to live fully in the present and to be fully present with the people that God has put in your life. You know, God pours blessings into your life every day. And one of the challenges of the in-between times is to not be so focused on what you don't have yet that you miss what you have now. Or forget to give thanks for, to God for the things that you do have. You know, sometimes it's like um, this season will never end. Whether it's caring for an aging parent or dealing with the child in the terrible twos or enduring the continual complaining of a preteen, whatever it is, um, you can never get that time back. And so we need to remember to live fully with those people in the present and to make the most of the moments, even if there are other areas of your life that aren't unfolding at the speed that you want them to. Live fully in the present now. And part of living fully in the present now is to act on the opportunities for personal and spiritual growth that come while you're waiting. A time of waiting is a great time to learn another skill or build on the skills that you have. Uh, I have a good friend who uh, took some classes, learned how to do a whole new thing while she was waiting to find a job. Uh, If you've experienced a broken relationship, Uh, Don't rush into the next relationship without allowing God to speak to you about what went wrong with the first one. The in-between time is a time to allow God to heal your heart, to rest in him, to, to get some counseling if you need to, or do some reflection on your life, where you've been and where God wants you to go now. And God can use that time to prepare you for the next season of your life and for the work that he has for you. And a great example of this is Moses. You know, he was raised in Pharaoh's court for 40 years, uh, came to really know and understand the Egyptian culture. And then when he uh, noticed one of his fellow Hebrews being beaten, he kills the Egyptian and he has to flee to the far side of the desert, right? He lives in the desert for 40 years, learning that, how to live and endure in the desert land. So God uses all of this to prepare him to take his people out of slavery in the Egyptian culture into the desert and to live there and wander around with them and lead them into the promised land. You know, I I don't come up with a lot of memorable quotes, uh, but one that stuck with me and one that I uh, uh, came up with a phrase in an Advent message a couple years ago, uh, God never wastes a wait and neither should we. God wants to use every period of time in your life for your good and to help grow your character and your faith. He wants you to come out on the other side more like his son Jesus and more prepared to do the work that he's created you to do. And if you're in a time of waiting between what was and what is yet to come, what does God want to do in you or through you in this time? Is there a class that you need to take? Does God want you to learn to pray more intentionally and intensely about things? 
Is there a ministry that you could be involved in to help others while you're waiting for God to provide for your need? How might God be waiting for you to grow spiritually or personally during this time before he moves you into the next time and next season? All right, and then the last thing, number five. Be ready to move forward in faith when God opens the door and shows you that, or shows you your next step. Sometimes it's one step at a time. Sometimes God opens wide a new thing for you. So we need to be ready to step into that. And, you know, I've been in kind of a in-between time over the last couple of months. Uh, beginning of the year is always when the cabinet makes appointments, so it's always kind of a worrisome time for me. And, and we're starting this new ser- service here at Baseline, and Bellevue is do- renovating their whole facility, updating it, so that's going to be very time-consuming. And I was just kind of questioning if I could even do this and continue to do the things that um, need to be done uh, weekly. And so I was praying about it, and God used a scripture from a very unexpected uh, place to help me to step out in faith and to just trust him to to move forward. It's from the book of Haggai. And the whole book of Haggai is about a people that are in the in-between time. Uh, They had been, uh, the Israelite people had been sent off into exile. They were there for 70 years, and then God allowed a remnant of them uh, to return, to rebuild the temple. He spoke to the heart of the king, and, and they got to come back. Well, they came back, and they laid the foundation of the temple, but then they came up against some opposition because there were people in the land now, in Jerusalem and, and in Judah, that King Nebuchadnezzar had brought in uh, there when they were taken out to occupy the land. So these people had been living there 70 years, and it was their home to them now. And so they came in, up against some opposition. And these people wrote the king and got his support to tell him to back off. And, and so they just let it set. And for 16 years, nothing happened to rebuild that temple. The foundation just sat there. And then God uh, sent the prophet Haggai to speak to them, to stir up their uh, hearts, to begin to work on it again. And God used what he said to them to speak to me. And his words to them were, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do the work, and I will be with you. And so it just, you know, that's just words on a page to some people. But I had just been praying about this, and and my devotional that day was a a story very similar, that something needs to be done for God, that his, his church, his people, his temple needs to be built. And, and uh, don't be afraid. Do the work, and I'll be with you. And so God used that to, to speak to my spirit and tell me to move ahead, that he would provide. And, you know, I think that we have to be careful that the doubts and the fears and the questions that come in the in-between time don't keep us from seeing what God is doing in and through the time of waiting or miss out on moving into what God has for us when he opens the door. God will be with you in the in-between times. And when it's time to take the next step, he'll provide for you there, too. So uh, I don't know what that's going to look like for you. Uh, God may open the door for you to get a new job tomorrow, or he may just give you the strength to fill out another set of resumes. 
he may heal you or he may get, encourage you uh, to see the people around you on that journey and be in ministry to them. He may provide a new spouse or a new friend or um, he may give you the contentment to, for this season of life to, to just see Christ as enough for you. God promises us a future and a hope. And we need to see, have eyes to see when he opens the door to that new future and then take the steps that, to move forward into what God has for us. Would you pray with me? Lord, please uh, help us not to get stuck in the in-between times when you're urging us to move ahead. And help us not to run ahead of you, God, when you're preparing us. And uh, help us to wait on you when we need to wait. We thank you, God, for all the ways that uh, we've seen you work in our lives in the past that give us the confidence that you'll bring us through the things that we're going through right now, the in-between times in our life. And I pray, God, for uh, this church as we are kind of like stepping into some new things right now, that you'll give us the faith and that you'll open up the doors and that you'll help us, God, to step into what you have for us as well. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.